the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my turn. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, the program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Friends, it's great to be with you today on a wonderful January weekend. Hope your New Year is getting off to a good start. And as I've said before, it's I've always loved the month of January. It's a great time, a great opportunity to start fresh, to renew, start with a clean slate in many cases, and set new goals and look for new opportunities and adventures. And I hope your New Year is going well thus far. Also, don't mind the little bit cooler weather as well. Have a great show for you today, friends, and um, we'll continue our themes of just discussing uh, especially national events that, of course, now relate to us um, uh, so uh, directly now, um, and that is basically all the, the threats to our, our freedom and our our constitutional, God-given constitutional rights. A little bit later in our show, we look forward to being joined by Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries to talk about the events in Davos, Switzerland, and uh, the the numerous threats um, you know that could come out of there that will, would relate to all of us, and some background and insights there as well. But right now, pleased to be joined by a, a good friend, actually a colleague here at Salem Media Group, the parent co- company of our radio stations, Bruce Cherry. And Bruce um, has some exciting news um, in that Bruce was recently elected uh, as the chairman of the Seminole County Republican Party. And Bruce, thank you for joining us today, and it's great to have you share a little bit about uh, about your new role. Well, thank you, Roger. It's uh, it's great to be on your show, and uh, I appreciate your kind words. Now, can you talk about just uh, what were the events? Because uh, we've talked a little bit, you know, off the air, and that it was it was uh, you know. Uh, somewhat of a surprise, maybe not even somewhat, uh, that you um, you were elected to this position. Uh, in fact, you weren't even seeking it. And can you just talk about how uh, the uh, the events unfolded and, and why you chose to I- accept once you were nominated and elected? Well, I had been a part of the Seminole County Republican Executive Committee for about a year. So in the scheme of things, I was I was basically still brand new. A lot of people most people there had no clue who I was, and I just I was just being involved. I was uh, commanded, if you will, by my faith to get involved and and you know don't sit back and complain about how things are. Do something about it. And so my pastor Paul Blair, uh, also Pastor uh, Raymond Hadley, had challenged members of our church to uh, to get involved uh, and and to help make a change. And so I had joined a couple of political groups. One of them was the Grassroots of America. And from that, wound up becoming a member of the Seminole County Republican Executive Committee. And, uh, and the Seminole County Republican Executive Committee at that time had some, some issues with leadership. Uh, there were some questions about how things were being done, where money was being spent. Was it being spent for the business of, of what the wreck was formed for? Or was it being spent for personal gain? Things like that. And all of that wound up becoming part of a big scandal, and uh, there was uh, some, some criminal action that was involved uh, that took place, and several of the, of the uh, executive uh, members or uh, executive board members were, um, were under a spotlight, and one of them was even charged and, and wound up resigning from, from his position. Thus, they had elections to put a new executive board in place. Uh, several people had approached me about running. I said, look, I'm, I'm not a politician. Um, my support comes from me educating myself on the issues, voting the way I'm supposed to vote as a, as a responsible patriot and as a Christian. 
and uh, and that's that's where it, it, it ends. And so several people kept talking to me, and my fiance Vicky, had said, you know, maybe this is God's way of of getting you more involved. So hear them out and and see what what happens. So they convinced me to throw my hat in the ring two days before the special election. Uh, and keep in mind, there were several people uh, that were very politically experienced that had endorsements from sitting congressmen and senators and, and had spent thousands of dollars, if not tens of thousands of dollars, to campaign for this position inside the Seminole County Republican Executive Committee. And when uh, I was nominated the night of the election, uh, <laughs> several people sitting around me said, who the heck is Bruce Cherry? And uh, you actually heard so thought, heard them. I heard those murmurings, right? I heard that two ladies <laughs> sitting behind me said it. Said it, and then my fiance Vicky, who's also a member of Seminole County Republican Executive Committee, was in the back of the room and heard two people around her saying it, and several other people, you know, had reported to me that that's what they said. So it, it didn't surprise me. Like I said, I'd only been a member for about a year. So I got up and and accepted the nomination, and I had uh, three minutes to speak. And I spoke. I hadn't written a speech. And I just told them, I said, hey, gang, i got to be honest with you. I'm not a politician. Um, I, I don't know the workings of, of how this goes, but I do know what's right and where we should be and how we should be united as Republicans and conservatives. And, uh, and I share with them that my faith, I'm a Christian, and God commands us to be good stewards of this gift of a republic that he's given us. So, and that was it. And uh, next thing you know, boom. I was voted in. It was a surprise, and um, I will tell you my life has changed a great deal since that day, and that was December 1st. But uh, I feel like I'm doing what God wants me to do, and uh, and we're moving our Republican Executive Committee in the right direction. Well, it's certainly important to get uh, sincerely motivated, uh, good uh, ethical people in government, and I, you know, I really uh, you know, commend you for doing it. I know it's a lot of hard work, and you know, um, a lot goes with it. That's not a lot of fun, but I appreciate uh, what you what, what, you know, you're stepping up and and, and taking the challenge. Um, well, now, thank you. Uh, following up on, on on you know what what you just said. Now, what is the direction, and what are some of your uh, top one or two or three goals at, for the Seminole County? Republican Party, and I, I just will say, you know, as, you, as I'm sure you know, um, in recent years, I would say just over the past two or three election cycles, uh, Seminole County uh, has become uh, um, much more of a of a bipartisan county than it than it was historically for about twenty or thirty years. And what I mean by that is, mm-hmm. yeah, at one time, not too long ago, it was a lock for the Republicans. It was Republican. It was one of the safest Republican counties, literally in Florida. Uh, at election time in most recent years, um, that's not the case. It's fi- highly competitive now. Democrats have made big inroads. But anyway, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you know, but what, what what are your goals as the chairman? Well, my goal is to, this most recent election, uh, Seminole County came out bright red. And my goal is for Seminole County to stay red and to stay red for generations to come. And by and in order to do that, we have to be more effective as a Republican Party in Seminole County. So we're educating our voters. We're, we're having community outreach to reach the folks who have been disenfranchised by the, by the Democratic Party and also the people that, that are the NPAs, the non-party affiliates. They're, they're not sure which direction they're going in, and many of them tend to lean conservative. So our goal is to, to connect with them, get them to come on board, and, uh, and, and to support the Republican candidates and, and the conservative platform. Uh, we are all about making America great again. Now, in, and this might be a little bit early because I know you're just you're, you're just getting in and, and getting established, but uh, it's it's kind of a a, a topic nationally, uh, especially among Republican circles. And that have you had a chance to think about yet, or um, even address the kind of the get out the vote uh, area of elections? And what I mean by that is that. You know, historically, the Republicans are vote on the day of the elections, people, um, and, you know, uh, Democrat uh, early vote, things like early voting, mail-in balloting, things like that seem to favor or do favor the Democrats, you know, because they work it 
um, you mm-hmm. know, harder than Republicans do. And mm-hmm. um, there even there's a certain element the Republican Party that says, "Well, hey, we're not going to do that. We just you know we'll show up and vote on election day." But um, but now it's I think becoming increasingly. I think one of the big big reasons the the elect the so-called red wave never really materialized was just because Democrats are more effective. Um, at utilizing some of these get out the vote uh, tactics uh, that it, maybe even one, at one point weren't even legal, but now if they they are legal uh, in a lot mm-hmm. of areas. Um, but anyway, wh- have you have you had a chance to, to address that or, or think about that or have a d- debate on that? Uh, with, with actually, the I had a, had a very long and detailed conversation yesterday with uh, uh, Congressman uh, Corey Mills, and we're on the same page about one of the th- several things. Election integrity is top. Um, for people who want to call us election deniers, whatever, um, fine, call us that, but we know there were some shenanigans in the elections, okay? It doesn't take any state, county, or municipality a week to count their votes. So the thing that the things that we, we want to see in place are we've got to get rid of the electronic voting machines that are online. There's no reason for those machines to be online. They're hackable, and we know that's happening. We, we want to get rid of mail-in ballots. Okay, the mail-in ballots were originally meant for military serving abroad, and now everybody and their brother can get one. And, I mean, I got a mail-in ballot, and I wasn't even going anywhere. I wasn't out of town. I just, I, I'm like, wow, I've got a mail-in ballot here. Other people that I've known uh, have gotten mail-in ballots and didn't use them, and then when they showed up to vote, were told, oh, you've already voted, and it was through a mail-in ballot. Those are all ways that the enemy, anyone who wants to enforce elections illegally, that's the enemy. Those are all ways that they can do that, and we've got to get away from that and get back to show up and vote, show an ID, show up and vote, be a legal citizen of this country, and show up and vote. No, no, I uh, great uh, thinking there, and I agree with that. Uh, you know, I think this whole mail, I think this whole mail in ballot um, thing is is really not a good good thing. And just because, as, as you as you just said, it's um, so easy for it to be manipulated in a in a bad way. Um, well, Bruce, it's been great to to have you catch up with us, and congratulations once again on being elected to the chairman of the Seminole County. Republican Party, and uh, you know, appreciate your efforts, and and you know, wish you all the best. Well, thank you very much, Roger, and uh, it's been a pleasure being on your show, and uh, I, I look forward to uh, the next time uh, we can give you an update. P- yeah, please do. Look forward to you. Know, you're welcome anytime, and look forward to having you back soon. Take care, friends. Bruce Cherry, duly elected chairman of the Seminole County Republican Executive Committee, uh, committee, aka the Seminole County Republican Party. Friends, we'll take a quick break right now. When we come back, uh, we'll talk about some of the other issues of the day and also look forward to being joined by Christopher Hart later in our program. So please stay with us on The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back. Good to have you here for The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Friends, welcome back to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Great to be with you today, and I want to let you know how much I appreciate you joining us on our program this afternoon. I hope you're enjoying the show. It's great to get the insights and have Bruce Cherry join us and give the insights about what's happening at the grassroots level, specifically in Seminole County, and and his role as the brand-new chairman of Seminole County Republican Party. Of course, Seminole County is a key, key county and a key area in the Florida political spectrum, and um, you know it's going to take. Um, and it, it's very important to to have good people in leadership positions, and particularly when it comes to getting out the vote uh, in elections that obviously are increasingly becoming closer and closer between the Republicans and the Democrats. Um, in a moment, I want to share a, a few personal thoughts with you, but before and then. I'll, we're looking also forward to being joined later in our show by Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries, and we're going to talk about the globalist threat to the world, but especially to America and to you and I and our God-given constitutional civil rights and civil liberties, constitutional rights. But first, I want to give you this word from our friends over at Miller Sod Sales. 
and let you know that Miller Sod Sales strives to do their best for every customer every time. Miller Sod Sales takes great pride in their clean, well-maintained equipment, their honest, dependable work, and their fresh, quality sod. Let Miller Sod Sales green up your life. Family-owned and operated since 1995. And you can find out more at John Miller Trucking and Sod Sales Com. That's John Miller, truckingandsodsales.com. One thing I do want to share with you uh, for a, a variety of reasons, which I'll explain, and it's uh, literally some some sad news, no other way to put it, um, is that is, uh, you heard, earlier I was speaking about how much uh, I enjoy you know, the, the start of a new year. I always feel invigorated uh, when January rolls around. You know, the, the, the crisper, cooler weather, there I, I was a big part of it. Uh, the opportunity to start a brand new year with a clean slate, establish some new goals and hopes and dreams even. And um, and that to a certain extent, that's been true this year, fortunately, in some areas. But I've also been sad for the whole month of January. And the reason for that is one of my best friends died unexpectedly on December the 30th. One of the reasons I'm sharing this with you is because he was a, a huge supporter of our show. He was a guest uh, on s- several of our shows and actually was a frequent guest host on the Talking Old School show, uh, of course, that I host. Also, but also, and more importantly, because he was such a great guy that he did so many things right in his life as I reflect on our friendship and on his life, the life that he led. I want to share a little about his life because there are so many things that I can learn and we all can learn from the way he lived and treated other people. Of course, I'm speaking about David Shaw, founder of Shaw Air Conditioning. As I said before, he was a guest on numerous of our shows, especially on our on the, on the Talking Old School show that I that I host as well. You know, as I've been thinking about how much I miss him, you know, I ask myself why, uh, why I, me and why so many others miss him so much. And for example, um, I was at the f- funeral service, his funeral service at First Presbyterian Church of Orlando uh, recently, and then also at the wonderful reception at the Orlando Country Club, where a number, and actually a large number, his friends spoke about his impact in their lives. And one of the things that really hit me, both at the service at First Presbyterian and then also at the reception, as I looked at so many sad faces, and this was attended by literally, both events were literally attended by hundreds of people, literally. Um, you know, the First Presbyterian Church was packed. I barely found a seat on, on the last row. Uh, one of the things that really hit me was that, as I looked around, was that... Um, not only was Dave Shaw one of my very best friends, as I looked around the room, rooms, I could. It hit me that there are two or three hundred people here who feel the same way I do. There are two or three hundred people in this room that that saw Dave Shaw as one of their two or three best friends in life, and that's a good thing. He had a gift for friendship. If you were friends with Dave Shaw, he focused on you. He focused on your interests and your passions, not his own. He had a passion for other people and for helping his friends achieve their goals. Another thing that really stands out and I can't really, really get off my mind was the extreme humility that this man had. As I'm sure some of our listeners know and remember, uh, but most of you you wouldn't, Dave Shaw was a big deal in sports at Winter Park High School and in the Metro Conference during his day, which was the early 1970s. He was a former quarterback, starting quarterback, and also started at defensive back over three seasons during the early Larry Gurgley era. And, of course, that was an area era of where Winter Park High dominated in football. In fact, I believe they, they actually had at least, I know they had at least one undefeated season and only lost two games over the course of three seasons. He was one of the last outstanding three-sport athletes in Orange County before high school sports became more specialized. In baseball, his, the Wildcats were something like 22-1 and one his senior year, where he was one of the best players on the team, if not the best. 
And in basketball, the basketball team, his senior year, played in the state championship game. Of course, in, re, in you know several years ago, he was received the honor of being inducted into the Winter Park Athletic Hall of Fame. But he hardly ever spoke about those accomplishments, except to give recognition to the guys he played with. And I'm so sorry I didn't talk to him more about those days and hear more specific stories of the outstanding high school career he had in athletics at Winter Park High, the Hall of Fame career he had. So going forward, you know, as, as we continue to be sad, as we continue to miss our, our dear friend, the, all we can do now are to take away some positive things. And I think that um, by observing the life of, of David Shaw, there, there are many things, there are important things that we can take away. One of those for me is to focus more on other people, on their needs, their passions, and their goals. Focus on other people more than on myself. Make a priority of helping others achieve their goals where we can. David Shaw was a Christian, and he lived his faith. He was a doer, not a talker. And in most cases, a doer on behalf of helping others. I'm going to miss my friend Dave Shaw, and many others who knew him miss him too. We are better for having known him, and if we follow the example he set, we will be better people and have better lives. And maybe, somewhere along the way, we might just help someone else have a better life too. Well, friends, we're going to... um, In a few minutes, we'll be joined by Chris Hart. I really appreciate Chris taking time to join us on the program today. I want to um, just, I'll briefly um, talk about uh, what we're going to talk about with with Chris. And that is something I really, um, one of those New Year's resolutions, if you will, is to go into a new year, is to talk more about the globalist threat to specifically to America, to the whole world, but especially to America. And what I mean by that is a literally a small, tiny number of elites um, who, of course, include most of the big tech oligarchs who are so um, have such dominance now and uh, influence and impact in the lives of, of every single one of us because they've come to know, come to be in a position in just the last few years of controlling our entire information flow in as as the world becomes more digital uh, and almost becomes uh, totally digital and dominated by on, um, online communications is that you're dealing with people as we've talked about before who do not have a philosophy of the principles of which America was based who do not have a philosophy of all men being created equal do not have a philosophy of governments were established to to protect the rights of, of men of of citizens. Uh, do not have a philosophy that government serves only as the, you know, by the consent of the governed and derives its just powers by the consent of the governed. They have the exact opposite philosophy. They have a philosophy of um, of elitism. Uh, they obviously these are people that are obviously very intelligent, and at least in terms of technology and things like that. Um, and obviously, they're very intelligent in terms of how to make money and become dominant um, in in uh, making money in the global economy. Um, but they don't. Ha- but they're also uh, have an attitude of elitism. They think they're better than than the rest of us, and they feel that they are in a position to dictate to the rest of us. Uh, how we should live our lives, and and that is by living our lives the way that they want us to, not the way that we want to, and making our decisions. This is all coupled with this whole out of control green movement, if you will, radical environmental environmentalism, which if you pay close attention, you don't even have to pay that close attention. Um, you would see that vir- literally every solution uh, to from a green-oriented philosophy is more government um, and less freedom of individuals uh, to the point uh, in extreme, extremely more government, um, where government dictates to people whether you can even use your air conditioning or not. Um, you know, if, 
et cetera, et cetera, you know, how, how you're going to be able to, to um, just to live your life, whether you're even going to be able to have a car. Um, all these kinds of things is, 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 is you know, and this, is, this philosophy has been around for many, many years, decades, if, if not longer. The problem is they are getting much more powerful and they are becoming uh, much more influential and gaining more and more power to the point where it's literally, I believe, a threat that we need to be, we, that could be um, you know, a, a threat to us uh, specifically in the next just few years. So we're going to address that um, when we come back, more specifically with Christopher Hart on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. So please stay with us. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my time. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Now, we're very pleased to have Christopher Hart, founder of the American Adversaries Program, joining us. Before we go to Chris and our discussion about the rising globalist threat, uh, which we are literally seeing unfold right before our very eyes uh, in real time, um, I want to give you a shout out, uh, give a shout out to our friend, Dr. Patrick St. Germain. And of course, let you know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain supports our program and all the programs you hear right here on the new AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer, and our messages of patriotism and support for our free enterprise system. Also, of course, as many of you already know, Dr. Patrick St. Germain and St. Germain Chiropractic have been voted best chiropractor for now 16 years in a row. So when you're in pain, I encourage you to call Dr. Patrick St. Germain. Now let's go to, to Chris Hart. And um, you know, before we go to Chris, Jeff, our producer, Jeff Sinis, of course, uh, has something he'd like to share um, about our current theme of the program right now, and that is the globalist threat. And uh, Jeff, can you share uh, you know, what, you, what you shared with me a minute ago? Yeah, thanks, Roger. Uh, yeah, currently, as a coincidence, I'm reading this book. It's called The Deeper State, and it's by Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis. And it's talking about globalism, which you're about to talk about with uh, Chris here. And I've just gotten to the chapter where they're talking about the globalist elite. Very interesting. Thanks for mentioning that, Jeff, because Jeff didn't even know what our topic was going to be today. Yeah, and also what makes this interesting is uh, Robert McGinnis put out this book back in 2017, about six years ago. Oh, yeah, they've been around a long time, but sadly, they seem to be gaining momentum. And, and now let's go to, to Chris Hart and, and, ask, and get his perspective. And Chris, can you, first of all, you know, in, in, in elementary terms, and one of the reasons I really appreciate you joining us, and the reason I invited you, and I really appreciate you joining us, you do a, a better job of really explaining in layman terms, uh, nuts and bolts, um, what's going on with the global elite and, and, the, and, the, and the real threat that they are to us. And I appreciate you, uh, spending, you know, sharing some of your insights and wisdom with our listeners on our program. But first of all, what's going on in Davos? And, and just can you give it uh, an elementary primer in, uh, in, in globalism, the globalist threat, and the global elite? Well, uh, what they're doing right now over there is kind of a globalist festival where they all get together and glad hand one another and tell each other how important they are and, uh, you know, and then go about raising more money <laughs> to take away more of our rights. Uh, but this, you know, the, the globalist movement uh, has had several different faces over the years. You know, religions tried to be global in nature, um, and not just, you know, having, you know, worshipers, but controlling things. And, of course, kings tried to be globalists. And, you know, you had, what was the... the in England, what was the saying? The sun never sets on the kingdom, you know. And so this is actually nothing really new. The difference is it's far more sophisticated now. With the digital technology that they have, the digital currencies that they're working toward, it will be much easier to actually implement a global one-world government, whereas before it, would have, it was problematic. You had to have armies all over the world or something. Nowadays, all you need is computers. And that's really what I want to want to get across, and um, and that's very incredibly disturbing. And and you're so right. I remember back in the days when I was in high school, which is over forty years ago now. My father read literature, and and this was a major issue with him. He actually gave speeches at Rotary clubs and so forth, um, community groups about the globalist threat, and um, unfortunately. 
I mean, many of the people just couldn't get their head around it. You know, it sounded so ludicrous. You know, it sounded uh, you know so off the wall that people wouldn't have allegiance to America. That there would be influential people that would that would support something like this that that a lot of people just didn't really pay a lot of attention i mean you and i run into that even now um but but you're so true but you're so true and and part of it we were insulated in the fact that it was just so hard to pull off you know, having a tiny group of elites run the whole world but as you said um, um the, the, now that we're in a, a total computer uh, age now it, it's it'd be very simple to take control of the world and, and and shut people down and shut down their 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 god-given constitutional rights you know uh the modern iteration of the globalist movement stems from marxism and communism uh, marx basically said that communism could never work unless you did it on a global scale because as long as the communists were having to compete with the capitalists it wouldn't be able to come to fruition he also said and i believe lenin and stalin even reiterated this and that was that the capitalists would provide the tools for communism to take over and those tools we now know are the digital world that we live in, where somebody in Brussels can control the banking system over the entire world. And if they can do that, they can control, you know, everybody's bank account around the entire world. So it, it's your father was right. People were right. But other people couldn't understand it because it seemed so far removed. How could that ever happen? But now we see how it can happen. And if you listen to what they've been saying all week long, and also when uh, Biden was in, uh, what was that, the Asia summit they had down there, it was the same thing. Basically, they're committing to implementing the digitalization of everything in human life. As a matter of fact, this week they even said, you can believe this, how preposterous it's gotten. They think that they can develop the human body to where it is immortal and even godlike, as they said. This is the... The insidious nature of this is that it, in the name of bringing about a one-world order, it will disrupt the whole world order in order to do that. And if they succeed, it will be very difficult to turn the, to turn it back. Because once we go to digital currencies and things like that, all freedoms will be gone. It, it, Yes, the global elite will have literally control of, of your money and how you could even get access to it. Um, Absolutely. Now, now can They're you... already implementing this sort of thing, you know, the social scoring. They do that in China. Over here, we call it ESG, and it's right now being applied to corporations. But in the very near future, of course, they have their way. They will apply that to every individual human being. You will have to be socially conscious and all the other things, you know, equity and all that other stuff. It will come down to the, every in, single individual. And these are things that are going on right now. And, and, and you know, I, I for one, I'm going to do uh, strive to do a better job of letting people know about it. And you're already doing that on the American adversaries. And now what, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a depressing picture. Now, I, I do want to, before the next question, though, I do want to point out, and once again, you've done, uh, I would say, a better job than anybody else that I know of, of making the point that Donald Trump is literally almost a lone voice in terms of, you know, world leadership, you know, people that have a platform and power when he was president, uh, and even now, to a certain extent, of standing up against this uh, worldwide globalist movement and the worldwide globalist elite. And that that's the genesis and the reason for, I would say, 99.9% of the Trump hate and the attacks on Donald Trump. But, um, I mean, what 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 can we do? I mean, what... what, well, what first of all, First yeah. of all, you're absolutely right. Uh, we've been saying ever since Trump got elected that the attacks of, on him were motivated primarily because he was, in their view, a throwback to the old days. They thought that they had gotten away from after Obama, where we believed in sovereign nation states, where the United States was a sovereign nation. We have our own constitution, our own way of life, and we allow others to do that. They thought they had gotten beyond that. And here comes Donald Trump with this Make America Great Again and America First stuff. And that is totally, you know, uh, at odds with the globalist movement. And you even saw, of course, forces within the Republican Party, because they are globalists as well, many of them. And so their hatred is motivated by the fact that Donald Trump is a, a defender of the nation-state status for all nations. If you remember, when he would go to the U.N., he would say, you need to put your country first. Each one of you leaders needs to put your country first. And that is totally at odds with the globalist movement. So they couldn't have that. 
And I do want to let you know that uh, we're joined by our friend Derek Hicks, who's now joining us in the studio. And, yeah, Derek, we're talking to Chris Hart about the globalist threat uh, to all of us, and especially uh, what's happening in, in Davos, Switzerland, you know, right now, or recently. Oh, yeah. Wow. Hey, Chris, what's up? Hey, Derek, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. You know, I, I will say that, that there is still hope, Roger. Um, they haven't pulled it off yet. And more and more people are becoming aware of what's going on. And you see protests in China. You saw a protest in Malaysia when they went full-on globalist. You saw a protest by the farmers in Germany and the uh, Scandinavian states. And you've seen more awareness grow here in the United States. And the, the, the one thing that could stop all this in cold in its tracks is if there were to be a... a maybe a global or at least a national calamity where we do lose our digital world for a little while where nobody can do anything because the digital world goes down maybe by a hacker or whatever maybe a solar flare or something because without the digital world they will not be able to pull this off it's a pretty extreme solution but yeah we're in a we're in difficult times here to to, to be sure um, and yep. we've got time maybe for one more quick question. Um, you know, and other than Donald Trump, I mean, who are uh, some of the leaders in America that that you know, are you know, that can are effectively pushing back? I, I, I would I mean, I suspect, uh, you know, Senator Cruz, of course, and uh, and Rand Paul come to mind specifically. But but are, who are so, do we have some people out there that that are effectively, uh, you know, can effectively push back on all this? Well, in terms of the media, I would say the one guy I know is uh, Tucker Carlson, at least on the television side. You have people like us and Gorka and others on the radio side. Um, But in terms of politicians, I'd say that uh, those 20 that stood up against the establishment, the Republicans in the House, uh, what was it, a couple of weeks ago, um, Gates, Boebert, and the like, they understand, I believe. People like Cruz understand. Uh, but the problem is they're pretty scarce right now. So it's really going to come down to the people. I don't think that uh, other than a handful of leaders like Donald Trump that we're going to be able, and, and Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, I will say, also speaks strongly in these terms. Those leaders are going to be pretty lonely for a while, but the people can still speak up just like they did in China and make a huge difference. You know, I heard you talking about this, Chris, and I was looking in the radio station. You know that we have a a picture of President Ronald Reagan, and I came to mind his thought. He said, the people always know better how to run their own lives, better than elites in a far-off distant capital. And that's similar to what they're doing on a far-off distant city in another part of the world. Yeah. I I think also they may have overreached a little bit with the COVID stuff, Um, but time will tell. But I think a lot of young people got turned off you know, with the lockdowns, can't go to school, can't do this, can't do that. Uh, we'll see. But but I think a lot of young people, eyes were opened by the COVID scamdemic. Yeah, and I think uh, this whole COVID thing was basically a dress rehearsal, if you will, uh, for something they've got up their sleeve, you know, from Absolutely. my perspective. Uh, Absolutely. No question about yeah. it. Dress rehearsal and part of the conditioning process to get you used to this sort of thing. And one more thing, and we're over time now, but I do want to make this point, and this could be a whole topic for a whole other show, but I, I think um, this scenario that we're talking about, the global elites who want to control everything, this, this speaks to, this is, this is an, a, an explanation, if you will, of why uh, you know of, of Joe Biden is president and why uh, he gets so much support, if you will, um, you know, f- from the non, you know, the MAGA citizens uh, from from the left and the Democrat Party, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and the media, of course, obviously. I mean, I think he is the perfect tool uh, to have in as the leader uh, of America. You know, because he, he's not going to do anything to, to stop this. In fact, he most likely is is compromised by China and and uh, s- uh, some of the major global elites. Well, for many reasons, he's only too happy to facilitate it. That's for sure, Roger. Chris Hart, thank you for joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Anytime. And friends, we'll be right back. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Friends, welcome back. To the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Hope you're enjoying the program. 
this afternoon. We're really pleased that you're joining us here as we are early in the year, getting a new year off to get started. Pleased to be joined now in the studio by Derek Hicks. Continue to be joined by Derek. And we're going to um, talk about a variety of things. We'll talk a little bit more about the globalist topic that we were talking about with Chris Hart um, as well. But um, first of all, before we go back to, to Derek, I want to just give you a little uh, word. If you, as you know, as you've been hearing me for years, talk about my friends at Sheeler Auto Repair. And, well, I um, had the opportunity, if you will, <laughs> it's maybe not the best word, but uh, to um, – to visit them, and I had I had to because my car was in really, really, really bad shape. I mean, to the point where I shouldn't have even been driving it. Oh my! Um, but and and so the you know the sad uh, you know, result was I uh, needed you know, some serious serious work done. It wasn't in, it was mechanical, not engine related. But we're talking about you know struts and control arms and you know basically things that keep your tires from falling off which yeah, they were probably about, a good thing <laughs> which they were about to do uh but it you know it, it it's expensive and and, and all and all that it takes you know it takes plus it takes somebody who knows what they're doing exactly. to, to fix it and 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 the reason i want to share that with you is because the car was in such bad shape and it's not a new car i was contemplating well gee should, should I, do i just get rid of it do I go down? Go to try to find a new car? Yeah, I think a lot of us have been in that in that dilemma. Is it even worth it to get this fixed? Can they even fix it? Um, anyway, I, they said they would take a shot at it, and within literally twenty four hours, um, I got the car back, and it, it literally runs like, like a new car. Wow! And um, and and, yeah, and 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 I can also trust them to know to know that I've been charged a fair price and 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 the, and they did exactly what they they said they would do um but I, I'm especially ecstatic because now I don't have to worry about getting a new car um and this one you know is actually running running better than I ever thought it would ever run again wow what a difference you know it's rare do you know somebody a mechanic that you can trust because as you know especially with the modern day cars they could take so much advantage of you so what a great story to hear that they are who uh, they said they are and that's one reason that i'm so enthusiastic about them you know just like thompson jewelers is because i remember those days i remember those days i did not have a consistent person to, to take right. my car to and i remember the, the anxiety literally uh, of when you're just you pull up at, at some you know car repair shop and you don't know who's going to be in there or if they're going to know what they're doing or if you can trust them or they're going to charge exorbitant prices and you don't you know you, most people are not qualified to know exactly what what they're doing and how much it costs so it's, right. it's great it's, story these That's guys are like story. a security blanket and of course you can find them at 1908 south orange Washington trail in a popkin and along those lame same lines, Derek, you know, as I've mentioned, also may have mentioned earlier that Valentine's Day is rapidly approaching. And of course, I made mention that our friends at Christner's are an outs- a perfect place, literally, to treat your Valentine to a wonderful dinner in an elegant uh, upscale atmosphere. Wow, they have great food there, by the way. I had dinner there and wow, great food. It, it, great. Excellent. G- generous cuts of beef and cold water Australian lobster. And I haven't even gotten onto the, reser- the res- desserts yet. And, of course, you can get your reservation there at 407-645-4443. That's 645-4443. But to also, um, along those lines, talking about Valentine's Day, Thompson Jewelers is a perfect place for a, a wonderful gift, too, for your Valentine. And can you just share a bit, maybe a couple of ideas or two that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, well, yes, Roger. Uh, we've been around since 1948, and uh, Valentine's Day is coming up. Incredible selection of jewelry. Uh, we have items anywhere. It doesn't matter your budget. If you just want a small gift idea for Valentine's Day or something large, you're thinking about getting engaged, or maybe you're thinking about getting a whole new uh, a wedding ring set for your wife or your girlfriend or whatever it may be, we have something at Thompson Jewelers. You know, jewelry is special. If you purchase a jewelry, even a smaller item of jewelry, it is something somebody usually keeps for a lifetime. It's something when they put it on, they remember you. So, uh, again, incredible uh, time is Valentine's Day with that special person you love to make them a uh, jewelry gift. We have bracelets and earrings and, and pendants. We have colored stones, your birthstone month. We have diamonds, of course, and uh, diamond earrings are really popular at Valentine's Day. So again, and, or if you just have a jewelry repair, maybe you just have a jewelry repair, or maybe you have some old old jewelry that you're, you don't need anymore or diamonds or whatever, please bring them by. We would love to uh, help you. That's Thompson Jewelers located in the, in the Colonial Plaza Mall on East Colonial and Bumby, and they're right next to Old Navy, and in Kissimmee St. Cloud on Highway 192 in the Hobby Lobby. 
shopping center. And i just add one more thing to that, too. And similar to my <clears throat> relationship with my friends at Sheila Auto Repair is the um, the thing about shopping at Thompson Jewelers. Once again, jewelry is one of those items that not a lot of us know a lot about. And, you know, you could get charged uh, an exorbitant price very easily, um, you know, um, and even if from speaking for myself and I, I'm sure suspect some others um, don't know, I don't know exactly what to look for. I don't know the kind of quality uh, or, or don't even have any sometimes good ideas. And that's the thing I want to stress about Thompson Jewelers is, is the, the staff not only are very experienced, but they're there to help you. They're not here to, 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 to high pressure and to buying something. No. They're, that, they're there to help to, to help you know, uh, coach you up a little bit, if you will. Uh, you know, help you learn a little bit about what, what, what the products are, and 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 to, and to help you find that perfect selection. And again, Roger, you mentioned price. We are always uh, competitively shopping other jewelry stores to see the prices they're charging. And I, and to be honest. I can't believe some of the prices some of these mall stores and these so-called diamond center stores charge for jewelry. It is outrageous. I promise you, you can shop around, compare prices. You will be shocked how much you will save at Thompson Jewelers. And, of course, I frequent Thompson Jewelers, obviously, and um, but I, and I've actually seen them in action, and I know exactly how they treat their customers, and, and I'm actually one of those customers. So right. uh, speak, speaking from experience. Yes. <laughs> Um, now, Derek, you mentioned something I'd like to have you talk about here in our closing moments that, and you mentioned it frequently, I think it's very important, is the role, especially for parents now uh, in, in the world that we live in now, um, and we were speaking on another conversation with Pastor Herky Walls, the new head coach of the Orlando Predators, and he used the fr- and he's a pastor, of course, uh, used the phrase, we're living in a world now and even in a, in a country now where right is considered to be wrong and wrong is considered to be right. And, of course, that's promoted uh, you know, heavily by most of what you see in mainstream media. And, and you um, make the point, and I'd love to have you share with our listeners about the role of parents yeah, because yeah, parents, certainly parents that are listening to this show, know what's right, uh, but parents don't always take that extra step. They might assume that their kids are going to know what's right, and you just can't assume that anymore. And, and, you th- and it's uh, important for parents to, to show more leadership, to show leadership in teaching their, uh, informing, I guess, their, their children about the kind of world we live in and how easy it is to get off track. Can you talk about, address that, please? Yes, again, Roger, I think uh, one thing you always hear, you know, we don't want to talk about religion and politics. But if you always said, if you came over to my house, we were going to talk about religion and politics. And it didn't <laughs> matter what religion you were from or what politics you were from. I was fine to talk with you. We did it in love. You better know what you believe and why you believe it. And that's why I taught my uh, my children is know what you believe and why you believe it. it in your faith. Of course, I'm a Christian. And my family's Christians. We're Christians because we know why we're Christians. We have a, a reason for we believe what we believe. And again, I mean, with our politics, and it's not so much Republican and Democrat. We've talked about it, especially on your shows, uh, Roger, you talk about it all the time. It's the American idea that, remember, that our rights come not from the generosity of state, but from the hand of God. And that since our rights come from God, no party, whether it's Republican or Democrat, can take away those rights. So that's why as a parent, you have to talk about religion and politics to your children. And you talk about it when it's young. And if you don't talk about it, those are two things that have a major impact on their life, especially their faith. But now, again, politics, because it used to be where both sides were loved America. And as you think, as you mentioned all the time on your shows, Roger, things have changed so much. You have a lot of people out there who don't love America and think the ideas of America are bad. So parents and grandparents, you have to speak to your children and grandchildren or you will lose them. So true and, and so wise, and, and I witness that all the time. And in fact, it's kind of a part of our the fabric of our society. Now, I remember Rush Limbaugh, before he passed away, he would address this issue, and he talked about how um, you know, he had friends in his circle of friends um, that, the, 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 you know, and this is you know, a phenomenon that happens sadly frequently, go off to college, uh, get indoctrinated, if you will, to this woke philosophy, this woke anti-American, anti-Christian, anti-God philosophy, buy into it, uh, believe it. Um, next thing you know, they're adults, they have children, and, and sometimes, you know, not only many times are they in conflict with their parents and obviously voting for the wrong candidates, obviously, but even won't even 
let the, the, the grandparents come and visit their kids because they were so indoctrinated into this woke, anti-God, anti-freedom ideology. Well, and you know, uh, our president, we love so much, President Ronald Reagan, in his farewell address, he actually had a message to parents and grandparents, if you listen to that farewell address. And on that address, he said, you know, the next time you're sitting at the dinner table with your family, he says, you tell your kids what it is to be an American. And he said to the kids, if your parents can't tell you what it is to be American, you nail them on it. Why don't they know why? So again, that is so important, why we live in America, why America is the greatest country the world has ever seen. And to pick up about President Reagan, and I don't know this quote by heart, word for word, but he has a wonderful quote, um, as he did so many times, of his own unique wisdom, that you know, uh, freedom is, is, is never guaranteed for the next generation. It must be passed down from generation to generation, and we all must be part of that passing down, especially parents. Wow, perfect. That is also in the, what you just mentioned. That's in the farewell address. So it's a great thing to listen to. Well, Derek, it's been great to have you come over and be with yes. us in the studio. I always love uh, our, our conversations and especially appreciate the wisdom that you share with our listeners. Great. Love being here. Thanks for having me, Roger. Thank you for joining us on the show today. It was great to have Chris Hart join us earlier, and it was great to have our colleague here at Salem Media Group, Bruce Cherry, join us on the show and his new and talk about his new role as chairman of the Seminole County Republican Party. And of course, I want to give a shout out. We had the blessing of having two producers on our show today. Jeff sent us earlier, and Gabe uh, producing this segment now. Thank you, Jeff, and thank you, Gabe. Well, friends, it's been great to have you joining us today. Hope you have a blessed week and a blessed day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.